Well, Father in heaven, we do thank you for this opportunity to come before your throne. And we love you, Lord, first of all. We adore you. And we we just humble ourselves before you. Uh, There is no greater love than that which you have given to us freely. So we honor you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, to open up our eyes, to hear our hearts, to receive and our, our, our beings to want to carry out your word. And so we thank you for that in Jesus name. Amen and praise God. Amen. 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 Praise God. So, um, oh, before we get started, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Oops. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Alicia. Appreciate it. Uh, we have a deal this month for the month of July. We have uh, three books, and the one is free. Two are discounted. So the Watchman book, this is a story about the ministry of the Watchman, the way the Lord laid it out to me. Amen. And uh, I, I totally recommend it. Highly recommend it. Amen. Uh, and also our, this is our anniversary edition of our prayer manual. The ones that the intercessors use is bigger because we'd like to write in it. There's, <laughs> and believe it or not, mine is so old it's falling apart, but I got all my little scraps. <laughs> I find all my little scraps when I write down names and, uh, periodically I'll, I'll, I'll say, Lord, how so-and-so is doing and and i'll hear word about people that we haven't heard from in years and years and years and so it's it's just real good to continue in what god has given you to do so this is prayers that avail much more making known the principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of god so and if you'll if you'll read this it, it it sounds like you don't know what that means when you first hear it but the scripture is familiar, but how to do is another thing. And so we want to know how to make known to principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of God and make them back up. Amen. That's why you do it. Amen. They have to obey the word of God. And this one is free. It's the office of the prophet. Amen. And uh, we we just really want people to be familiar with the office of the prophet and how it fits into what the body of Christ is doing at all times, but especially this time that we live in. So those are available. $35 is the price. If you mess with me, I'll do a Sunday-only special. <laughs> but, uh yeah, <laughs> we don't know what it is quite yet, but <laughs> we're working on it. So praise God. So yesterday we were... Uh, talking about commendable faith, the characteristics of commendable faith. And we've examined someone that Jesus stopped to commend their faith. He stopped this person to let her know um, the power of her faith, how she got her healing, that it was okay for her to touch the bottom of his robe. All of these things needed to be Explain to her, and I think this is a wonderful thing about how Jesus approached everybody. He sat and he taught everybody. There was no special teaching for certain kinds of people, and some people were left out, some people were included. Uh, his teachings were for everybody. It was for whosoever's. And, and because he is the Lord of all, he's the Savior of the world. 
He's the healer of the world. Amen. He's the reconciler. Amen. He's the deliverer. And so he knew that his message would touch everybody. It would have a special place in the hearts of everybody that hears it if they would open up their ears to hear. And the fact that he took time to explain this to to this woman really points to his love for us, his compassion, his desire for us to have knowledge and understanding of God's kingdom, how it works. I mean, that's for everybody. Uh, I don't think certain certain types of understanding are for certain people. I think God wants to talk to everybody. He wants everybody to understand him understand who they are in him, understand their future, their present, where they're going. All of those things are very, very important to the Lord that we know them. And so this is why I think he took her aside to explain to her the results of her faith. She had received her healing. The Bible says she knew in her body that she was healed. But there's more that you need to know besides that. Amen. Um, It's like, you know, you get in your paycheck and you got a piece of paper with your name on it. If you don't know how to get it cashed, you understand what I'm saying? There's there's certain things you do have to know in addition to what you want. Amen. And so he made sure that he gave her full understanding of what had happened with her, how it happened. Uh, and I think that's a, a cue for us to know how things happen in God's kingdom. It's just not enough to be able to get your bills paid and, you know, have a good job and, and be healthy and all those things. There are other things that he wants us to know. And so I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing when God takes you aside and wants to teach you and point out things to you so that your life can be uh, more joyful. It's, it's, there's always a good benefit in it when we allow him to to deal with us as he desires. And so the woman with the issue of blood wanted to be hidden. She just wanted to take her healing and run. But Jesus had other plans for her, you know. I know there were years when we would, uh, God would have us take buses of people to, to uh, Benny Hinn's meetings, you know, his healing services. We would go to more Cirillo and different places so that we could learn. You know, we were all about learning things. And I wasn't one of those people that would go off and learn something myself and not let other people. This is a school of ministry. Everybody's a student here and everybody's entitled to have that understanding and that knowledge. And so we, we went together as a group of people. Amen. I can remember when we go certain places, people would say, there's a great big bus out there. <laughs> They were all excited about it. We were just trying to get somewhere where we could get fed, you know. And so, but I remember there were people that uh, were upset if they didn't get their healing the first night. And I'm thinking to myself, well, we got two more nights of this meeting yet, you know. And if you don't get it tomorrow night and the next night, God still has a plan for you to receive everything that he has for you. And so it's not about getting what you need and running off with it. Amen. It's about understanding, about relationship, about knowledge of God and all the things that are going to enrich your life. You know, uh, healing is one thing, but, but 
intimacy with God is another. Knowing him is another thing. Being friends with him is another. Getting reassured about what just happened to you. And so this is what happened to her uh, in her interaction uh, with Jesus. He allowed her to understand what had happened to her. Um, uh, she confessed everything that had gone on. And as she confessed it, other people heard it. Amen. They, they heard her testimony right then and right there. And in what we know about the testimony of Jesus Christ, it is the spirit of prophecy. So as she began to relate what she did, the Bible says when she knew that Jesus knew who she was, she told him all the truth. She told him that story from beginning to end, just like we read it in the Bible. I've been sick for 12 years. I've been going to doctors and nobody could help me. I'm out of money. I'm broke. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, ooh, I'm losing life every day. And so she wasn't getting any better. She gets, gets worse. And, and she's desperate. Amen. When you're desperate, that's a good time to reach out for God. Amen. Desperation is not always a bad thing. Some people have to get to the point of desperation before they'll turn to God. Amen. But it's never too late. I don't care if you're on your quote unquote deathbed. Amen. That could be your resurrection bed. If you, you know, depends on who's there with you. Amen. And so she was able to relate all of this to them as Jesus was talking to her. She, she began to tell him everything that had gone on so that that's in in um is it mark chapter five yeah mark chapter five we see her i i was gonna just tell you but i want you to look at it here uh he says in verse 30 he said who touched my clothes and the disciples said to him, you see everybody touching you, but you're asking who touched me. And he looked round about to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of your plague. Now, had he not told her that, I mean, there, there's, God never tells us anything unnecessarily. I mean, he's not mincing words with us and he's not, you know, some people want to, you know, coax you into conversation, you chat with them, flatter you, yada, yada. God is not that person. Amen. God wants us to understand. He wants us to know. He wants us to grow. He wants us to be healed. He wants us to be well. But he also doesn't waste any time talking to us about frivolous things. That's just not what he does. Everything he tells us has a purpose. Everything he tells us is for a reason. Everything he tells us is is necessary for us to know. And so why is this necessary for this lady to know her faith made her whole? Man, that's what we need to find out, this whole conversation. Why is this necessary? Well, you know, the Bible says when an unclean spirit goes out of a person, they go into dry places, and then they, they, they want that, you want that place filled up. The Bible says the, the enemy sees it swept and cleaned and decorated, looking good, 
etc., etc. And they go into dry places, but they observe you to see when they can get back in. Amen. Because they don't like being, uh, you know, if you were a thief and you were broke and poor and didn't own anything, you wouldn't want to be evicted either. Amen. And that's just who the devil is. He don't own nothing. He's always looking for somebody to leech on to and latch on to. And so we know that oftentimes symptoms will start to attack us again, even after we've received a great deliverance and a great healing. And so when Jesus ministers to her, it is to close up these places that might be vulnerable in her mind and in her heart where the enemy can come in again and take root. And one of the areas where she needs to get sanctioned is the area of, did she just take this healing and was it okay with God and was it not okay with him? Because the way she went about doing it was was sneaky. Amen. It was kind of underhanded. But she knew within herself that if she did it, she'd get her healing. And so she needs to have somebody come and legitimize what she just did. Or the devil's going to haunt haunt you, you know, with, with you didn't get that right or you stole that or you took that or that wasn't yours or, you know, that belonged to so-and-so and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so I, I can remember, I, I don't know what it was if I can remember. <laughs> Maybe I, I can't remember on purpose, but it, it kind of always bugged me a little bit. Well, God, was that okay with you? Was that right with you? And and then he reminded me, he said, well, David had three wives or four or five. And, and Bunchy said, I let him get them, but I told him he would recover all. Amen. And so <laughs> got me. In other words, what he told me, he said, I'd rather see you with it and forgive you for stealing it than to let the devil take it from you. Now, I don't know where that is in the Bible. I don't know what theology that is, but you understand what I'm saying? Amen. It's all redeemable. And if everything you've been redeemed, he didn't leave the devil, you in the devil's care. He brought you back and forgave you and cleansed you and if you didn't run your mouth so much, people wouldn't know where you've been. Amen. <laughs> it's a true. <laughs> Amen. We all fresh and new. Huh? Fresh out of redemption. Redemption. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Pastor Winifred, you down there copying notes, putting up, we got that. <laughs> it's all good. I stole it from somebody too, probably. <laughs> That's how we do. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So he takes her aside and reassures her. You know, don't let the devil bug you about this. Amen. Don't let anybody tell you you shouldn't have done it this way. Don't let anybody rob you of what you just got. Because what you just got is okay with me. That's what you came for. Amen. And so it says here, after she told him all the truth, he told her, uh, your faith did this. Your faith belongs to you and your faith is yours to use however you and God see fit for you to use it. Amen. 
And see, there are many people walk, walking around with testimonies that are very powerful. But religion tells you God shouldn't have done that for you or that don't sound right or that didn't really happen or you understand what I'm saying. And so Jesus does this to keep the religious devil from jumping on your back. Amen. And stealing from you and telling you, well, if, if, if it was okay with God, how come he couldn't have, how come you couldn't have gone up to him and talked to him and got your healing? You see what I'm saying? And so however you get your healing, that's permissible by God because God is your healer. Amen. And he will make you whole. So he told her, your faith has done this. In other words, you didn't decide illegally to do it. Whatever your faith tells you to do is legal. It's sanctioned. It's righteous. It's fine with God. It's okay with me. Amen. When Jesus would spit and and make mud pies and throw it on people, that was his faith telling him to do that. And people came back seeing. So what's the harm in it? Amen. But religion will pick it apart and find fault with it and try to get you to say it wasn't right. Go back on it. Um, there are many people who have received from God or been saved and all these kind of different situations that they've been in. And then later on, kind of uh, renounce and recant. Well, you know, the teaching that, that God gave them. That blessed so many people. Amen. The uh, young man, I think Joshua Harris. Remember him? Um, uh, yeah, I kissed dating goodbye. And he he preached to Christians to to not try and date so much. Let God connect them with somebody and, and all of that. And what a trap dating could be for them. And he based it on his experiences. Well, he's left the church, left his wife. This man got married. They had about three or four kids. He made millions of dollars off that book and wrote some subsequent books. And I hear now he's not even living for God. So he somehow he let the devil steal everything. So this is important, folks, for us to continue with the Lord even after we receive what we think we need from him. Amen. And Jesus begins to minister to her, tells her, this is legal because your faith did it. You didn't do it outside of your faith. Whatever your faith accomplishes is okay with God. Amen. And, and just to validate her method, after that, it says in, in Mark chapter 6, let me see what verse that is. Verse 55, uh, 56. Wheresoever Jesus entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch if it were the border of his garment. Where did they get that from? See, if it weren't divine revelation, it wouldn't work for everybody. Anything that God sanctions for one works for everybody. So this lady really inadvertently enlarged his ministry, enlarged his fame. Amen. She made this a thing. Amen. Amen. It went viral. This is like TikTok back in the days. Amen. <laughs> Only clean. Amen. Amen. <laughs> People get on there and do some outrageous stuff, you know, thinking, my goodness, 
What is in that camera y'all looking through? Huh? I think some things are just devil infused. People get on there and do stuff they don't even look like themselves. I seen some twerking preachers on there. And... Oh, y'all grow up. Come on now. Don't do this to me. It says, oh my word. Oh Lord. Oh mama, mama. I got the vapors. You ain't got nothing. Just stay off of there. Amen. It's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. But praise God. <laughs> we're back to our, we're back to our scripture. Amen. So her testimony went everywhere. It went everywhere. People heard about it. They said, you know what? Let's just put him out in the street when Jesus comes by. We're going to be able to, to put, you just touch him. The minute he walks by, you just touch the hem of his garment and get your healing. You will be healed. Amen. And they said it with authority and they said it with faith. And, and it became a thing. Amen. In that, that culture. So that's the woman with the issue of blood. We, we said that she did three things. She heard, she said, and she moved. Amen. When we need something from God, we need to hear what the word says about it. You can't hear the word too much. Amen. Then you have to say it with your mouth. You have to confess it with your mouth. Amen. And she said within herself, if I could just touch his hem, I will be made whole. She didn't make that up. The Bible says that God tells us, come, let us reason together says the Lord. She reasoned together with the Spirit of God. She began to meditate on that word. Whenever you meditate on the word, you get a bonus. You get a payout for that. Amen? That that word will come alive in you, and that word will begin to talk to you and give you understanding, give you instruction, give you everything that you need. So the Holy Ghost put her up to that. And he is not doing anything illegal. Everything the Holy Ghost does is legal. The Bible says he will speak what he hears. He ain't just making stuff up on his own. Amen. And he can get into some wild situations with people to get them to get their healing. Amen. You don't know what you might be required to do in order to, to get that last, last bit of, of connection to God so that your healing totally manifests so always stay open to what God would have you to do always listen to him always hear what he is saying and and always be attentive to be ready to move when it's time to move amen you've got to be able to move when it's time to move and so God has a way for us uh, to be able to do these things he has a way for us to be able to receive what we need Um, there's no such thing as you can't receive it amen there's no such thing as it's not possible with god all things are possible amen and he makes them possible to us so praise god so uh, the next person i want to i want us to discuss is this syrophoenician woman and she's found in which one do i want to do here let me see if Mark 7. 
we'll, we'll go to Matthew 15. We find her in two places in the Bible. See, when God puts you in there twice, that really means you're famous. He really likes your story. Amen. Amen. In 15, <clears throat> 21, and Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she's crying after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he, he answered and said, It's not meat to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. And she said, Yeah, that's true, Lord, but yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And Jesus answered and said to him, Woman, great is your faith. Be it unto you as you will. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Praise God. Now, Jesus, what we need to to uh, understand is what did this woman do that got her faith commended by the master? See, whenever J- Jesus takes time and says, Your faith is great. I'm impressed with with." The way you did this, you know, this is how faith is supposed to operate. He, he does this many times. You know, we see him as it, as the, these, uh, scriptures are written. We forget that they may be in a crowd of people. We forget that he's maybe not just her, him, and this handful of disciples. We forget that there are more people involved here than what what it looks like is involved. And so once you understand that Jesus is not just dealing with her, but he's also projecting, he's dealing with other people in the situation. He's got disciples that need teaching bad. (laughs) You know, they need some everything. They need manners. They need teaching. They need faith. They need everything. They need to stay focused. And so he's picking up on all the needs while he's under the anointing. The, uh, the anointing is really kind of like a radar. It it delves into the hearts of everybody there. It can also project for people who may be there in the future by, you know, by recording or something like that. Uh, God always has a way of reaching everybody with the anointing. Amen. And it is the anointing that draws people. It's the anointing that causes people to hear, uh, keeps them interested, alert, awake, all of that stuff. You know, you get a lot of help when you're, when you're in a, a live situation. I'd rather be alive hearing the word, you're hearing it live than a tape, but sometimes a tape is all you can get, but God brings that to life for you as well. But see, if you come in with, with issues and problems, and you got stuff facing you coming up this week. It's good to be in a live situation so God can zero in on what you need, just like radar. He'll, you know, seek out, uh, that and he will bring you answers. Amen. He will reassure you. He will give you direction. All of the above. 
That's why the Bible tells you not to forsake assembling yourselves together. You know what I'm saying? It just, just don't do it. You know, forsake means to just give up on it. Amen. You know, everybody wants to take a day off here and there. You know, I've been going to church for six weeks in a row. I deserve a day. Oh, oh, oh. Huh? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> a devil catch you out there and kill you. <laughs> People don't think it's true. I had somebody that, that, uh, they had, had gone somewhere and they were warned not to go and, and warned not to drive the vehicle that they were driving because it wasn't roadworthy and, and swerved off the road and the car was totaled and God spared them. They got up and walked away and, and I said, I said, do you understand the devil was trying to kill you? I don't believe that. No, I don't think so. I said, okay. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? You don't have to believe anything you don't want to believe, I guess, but you know, I didn't have time to give him a lesson on where accidents come from and what kingdom you live in and there's no accidents in this kingdom. You stay in this kingdom. You won't have any mishaps. This is a Psalm 91 run kingdom. It's good to be obedient. There's a blessing in obedience all the time. There's a blessing in being where God calls you to be at all times. Amen. Present it, account it for. Amen. You won't have any worries then. So anyway, the Syrophoenician woman is interesting. Amen. Because she is not a Jew. She doesn't know much about the culture. Amen. She knows a little bit. And, but she wants her daughter healed. See, that's, that's what's important here. Sometimes your, your sense of unworthiness will capture your faith. You know, faith can be held hostage by a lot of ideas, a lot of feelings. And the issue of unworthiness, you will see this crop up oftentimes in, in God's dealing with people, even when they eventually got what they needed from Him. That thing has to be addressed on some level, you know. Um, it, it creeps up on us. You know, that's the first thing that the enemy will tell you is you're not this enough or you're not that enough or you're not this or not that. Something you're lacking somehow. So the the idea of worthiness comes in. But faith is what makes us worthy. When you put your faith in God, he sees that as righteousness. So keep your faith in God and don't move it out of the way. See, many times we'll come up against this, this wall of, of it's taking too long. Who said so? Amen. Where'd that thought come from? Amen. Especially if you've already told God you feel like you believe that you have it now. So if you have it already, what's time got to do with anything? Could we cue Miss Tina Turney, please? What's, what's time got to do, got to do with it? What's time? You understand what I'm saying? 
Everybody ought to be woke by now. Huh? But if God don't tell you time has anything to do with it, time has nothing to do with it. Amen? You just keep serving God. You just keep standing on his word. You keep praising him and worshiping him, getting in your word, doing everything you know to do. Go witness to somebody. Amen? <laughs> Pass out a track. Amen? Give somebody a, 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 what do you call it, a bookmark. We've got psalms on both sides. You know, I give them to policemen and, and people all the time, you know, that, that, you know, stick this in your cap somewhere, put this on your visor, wherever you can, remind yourself that God is taking care of you. Amen. And, and there's a lot that we can do if time is our problem, too much time, it's taking too long. And so eventually the enemy will get you to the point where he can convince you that God's not going to do this for you because you haven't done something when the Bible says only believe. Huh? Believe and not doubt. Amen? With God all things are possible. Amen? Are you trusting God in this? And if so, this is definitely possible. In fact, if you believe Mark eleven twenty three, it's done already. So we live in the realm where it's already done because we are redeemed from every single curse. Amen. And so these things are done already. So time really is not a problem. Amen. If you want to accelerate time, just start believing it's going to happen now. Amen. God, I have this now. Amen. This is mine now. I have it already, Lord. This is mine by faith. And I thank you that you're bringing it to me. You're building it in me. I got another brick in my house. I got another whatever it is. Encourage yourself that God is in process of completing what it is that you desire. Instead of wondering what you did wrong and what you need to do yet. Just continue to do what you're doing. Amen. Continue to believe God. Unless he tells you something. Amen. But don't go fishing for stuff. Amen. You go fishing, you'll find something. Amen. You find yourself in the belly of the fish. Amen. <laughs> A fish will be too big for you. So don't go looking for nothing. Amen. So here this woman is, she's not as familiar with the customs of the Israelites. Now, um, the, uh, uh, it, it's because she's a Gentile and because she's not a Jew, she's kind of fumbling at what she's trying to tell the Lord and how she's trying to go about praying. You ever been that way? Oh God, please heal me. Oops, I'm healed already. Oops, I believe I received another. Oops. You know, you get the hiccups all over the place. Huh? Because we have another mindset that we operate out of. You got a natural mindset that thinks in terms of what you see, hear, feel. So then you've got to relinquish that and step over into the realm of the spirit where everything is now. In heaven, everybody's healed now. Nobody's, there's no line for a miracle. There's no line for healing up there. Nobody's waiting on anything. Everything is immediate. Everything is now. And so when we understand that, when we start to flip over into heaven's domain, when you start putting your faith and confidence in God, 
you are healed at Calvary. Amen. So you are healed now. So receive it now. Amen. Be like the woman with the issue of blood. She took her healing. Amen. And it delighted Jesus. He had see, whoo, who did that? I like that. Who is that? Come on over here, girl. Let me talk to you. Amen. Let me tell you what really went on. Amen. You ain't stole nothing. Amen. You can't steal from the giver. Amen. Everything he has is freely given. So she needed to know she didn't do anything wrong. So here this woman comes along and she tells him as best she knows how. Amen. So in her first example, she sounds like what the typical Jew would say. Son of David. That was typical of people who were waiting on the Messiah. That was like a, you know, a familiar phrase that you used if you were on the inside. That kind of stuff. And so if you're waiting on Messiah, you're waiting on the son of David. Amen. He's the one. Amen. And he says, she says, son of David, oh Lord, son of David. You know, she don't know what to call him. You you know, when I was a new Christian, I would pray, Jesus, well, I mean, Father, and I mean, uh, Jesus, uh, you know, I don't know what to call who, when, and what. Until I got the spirit of adoption and knew I was adopted by God, then you address the Father in the name of the Son, Jesus. Amen. And so... She's like a, a, you know, somebody just trying to find a way. You know, I'm just trying to get my daughter healed. And I don't know about all this Christian language and all the right things to say and the right way to pray. But I know this much. God is God and he's my only hope and I got to get to him. So y'all tell me what to say and how to say it and I'll do it. Amen. Amen. And so she's, she's fumbling around here not knowing what to say and, and so it, when she says her daughter is grievously vexed with the devil, you know, she's kind of like pouring it on. So she's like, son of David, oh my goodness. If you had to live a day in my house, you wouldn't be able to take it there because this girl is a mess. I can't stand it no longer. Please help me. Amen. So she begins to open up. And pour out at the same time she's trying to cover up and pretend. I see the anointing will do that to you. You can try and pretend all you want to. But you get in the presence of, of God or some of his servants who are anointed. You sit up there and tell everything. You wasn't gonna say this and you were you sitting up there trying to fix it up, making it sound good so you can get what you want. Trying to impress these people. You know, you, I went to so and so theological seminary and I got papers and I got a title and then you get up there and you crying and start, I just can't get rid of this pain that's in me. Huh? Happens. And it's for your good. You don't want to come all the way to, to a meeting where God is healing people and get to the altar and start lying. Huh? 
you know, I've, I've, I've had healing meetings where people had an obvious ailment, you know, and, and, um, people had in the church had been praying for them to get healed, brought them to the meeting. And, you know, they come up and I said, well, what do you want me to pray for? I need a financial blessing. Well, health is a blessing financially, you know, let's, you want a little money and still be sick. So thank God the anointing starting to work on this lady. Amen. Starting to work on her. She's, she tries to pretend to be somebody who's supposed to be healed. She, she's got something in her mind that makes her think, if I try to act like I'm entitled to this, Maybe I'll get it. Amen. And so this is working in her the whole time. We got stuff working in us that works against our faith too. Amen. I mean, this is not unusual. The The reason these people are in the Bible as examples is that they are common examples of people that are wanting something from God and what hinders you from receiving it. Amen. And so her situation is not that different from us you go into a, a a place that's highly religious and see if they don't make you nervous you know looking at you cutting eyes at you and watching everything you do and you, you understand what i'm saying them eyeballs have power they're not more powerful than god but you got to find him in an atmosphere like that huh and so, you know, this, this is what she's do. She's been around some Jewish people. She knows how they feel about Gentiles. They think Gentiles are dogs. They think they're worse than, you know, they can't, um, uh, look at you in the eye. They have to avoid you, go the other side of the street. Amen. That, that story about the, the good Samaritan and the man who was beaten is a, is pretty much a true story. Because if religious people saw somebody that they thought was unclean, they cross, go across the street and pass them by. Amen. They didn't have compassion on people. They were more consumed with holding on to their religion and their traditions and, and what they believe keeps them holy and pure. There's nothing to do with God. And so this lady is, is in that kind of an environment. Amen. And so when she she says, O Lord, thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. He answered her not a word. And then his disciples came and started telling him what to say or telling him how to treat her. So this is the thing. When Jesus doesn't answer her, it's not just for her only but it's for these people he's teaching. Hello? It's for everybody. So he gives it a holy pause. You know how, how people in a service, it'll get quiet and people can't take it and they got to say, that's this bunch right here. Thus saith the Lord. No, he didn't. Just be quiet. Huh? 
or somebody will want to say hallelujah praise the lord just to fill up the space with noise you know there's no unction to, to speak out and say a lot of these things or some some you know zealous musician will start playing a few chords another a and b selection we don't want to go down that road again you know and so this is what the disciples are reacting to is this quiet because they don't know how to handle quiet. Something's got to be said. Somebody's got to. This is my turn to sound like I'm intelligent and smart. Amen. Or holy. So they want to fill in that time with something. And so Jesus says nothing to her. They fill it in. Which sent her away because she's, she's following us now. <laughs> Amen. She's crying after us. So that's not, those weren't her last words, in other words, amen. She keeps talking. She keeps trying to get the Lord's attention. And so he then answers her and says, I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Hmm. Now this is true and not true. Because we know that he's the savior of the world. We know that he never turns anybody away that comes to him by. And he's not getting much out of her right now. So the issue for Jesus is do I work on her faith or do I just let her keep hollering, trying to get my attention, trying to do something that's going to please me, convince me that she's worthy of me doing something for her? What do I do? And so he decides, like he does with all of us, to work on our faith. If you don't hear God say anything, he's working on your faith. You want to know, God, when am I going to get this? When am I going to get that? And if he's silent, he's still working on your faith. He wants to see what you really do believe. Amen. Do you believe I can do this or don't you believe I can do it? I don't hear you saying that yet. And until he hears us saying that, he might be silent for a while. And then you go and get in your word and all of a sudden you see it. Or you go to church the next time in the, in, in the preaching you hear what you need to hear. You understand what I'm saying? He works on our faith all the time. Nobody's got faith that's perfected yet. It's being perfected every, all the time. And so he says, I'm only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Amen. Then she came and worshipped him again, saying, this lady is persistent. She's a begging. She not letting go of this. This is a good thing, folks. This is what will get you favor with God. If you say something to God, God, I've got to have this. I'm not going to just just leave it right here with partial healing. I got to have my whole, I want all of these symptoms gone. I am feeling better. I am doing better, but I want this thing gone. Amen. I'm not going away with less than this. Amen. That's a good thing to say. I don't know about y'all, but I have found myself saying that at times to the Lord. God, I got to have this. I don't want to just, just settle for, you know, <laughs> A job in a car and whatever. You know what people have. They think, I'm blessed. You ain't got half of what God's got for you. I mean, not negating your blessing, but don't go bragging on it like that's all there is to it. 
Come on now. You can always get more. Why not just for you get some for somebody else? My goodness, don't you know people? So he he tells her he's not for her. I'm just sent to these people. Now, be careful of what God responds to you when you ask him what the issue is. Because he's pointing you in the direction of where your trouble is. Because this lady does have trouble. Or she'd have been able to touch his garment or something or say, just speak the word. My daughter will be healed or whatever. You know, she's she got a little trouble here that he needs to work on. Most of us, when we're waiting for stuff, there's a little trouble he's working on. You either don't believe like you think you believe. You believe, but you need to add some action to your faith. There's something there that's going to get you over the finish line in your faith that God is working on. He's always working on something with us. You can't, you know, it's like people want to believe the first time they believe and get it instantly. Well, that pill you got from the doctor, the first one didn't work on you. You had to take some pills. Well, why you you gonna you know give the doctor more opportunity than you give God? Hello. Now let's be reasonable here. You got to show some dedication to something. Sometimes you just don't get everything instantly, and thank God that you don't. You know, thank God all our words don't come to pass. He he's out there grabbing the ones throwing to the ground that he knows don't fit in your life. Amen? Or most of us, your spouse would have been 15 different animals by now. And your kids more than that. So he got to work with us. Okay? He's working on it. Take him at his word. He's working on it. Just like he's working on her. See, what happens to her in one passage of scripture may take you five or six or ten years in your life to get accomplished. You got me? But he's working on it. He is faithful. Amen. He has not given up on you just like he didn't give up on her. And so he tells her he's not sent to her, but he's sent to them. And she thinks to herself, "Uh uh-huh, that's just what I thought. Hello? Your thoughts can steal your faith. Huh? Be careful getting confirmed things that come from your carnal frame. Huh? People when something that I knew that was going to happen. How'd you know that? Who told you that? God didn't tell you that. He's got a promise prepared for you that that don't include. Especially if it's bad news. You know, people say stuff. I knew that was going to happen. How'd you know that? And why did you believe that instead of believing God's word? How are you still holding on to that? See, that's what he's working out of a lot of us.
See, she's probably one of them people. She can say the right things in front of the right people. But she doesn't say the right thing all the time. Amen. Like, I'm healed. Amen. And then you think, and it's, you call it my arthritis or my heart disease or my heart blood. You, you understand, it's either yours or it's not yours. you got to give it away to the devil in order to receive healing from God. And you got to do it all the time. you got to be sold on that. You can't, like, slip up something. Oh, I didn't mean that. Yes, you did, because it came out of you. Amen. So you got to get that renounced. you got to get that cut out of you. You got to see all diseases not belonging to you. You're blood bought. You either are or you aren't. And see, it's what you are consistently that will pay you off in God's kingdom. Amen. You can't be inconsistent in your identity. You got to identify as the healed of the Lord all the time. No matter what symptom is hitting you. Amen. You're healed all the time. Amen. All the time. There's some things that, that you can get rid of by not considering them. Because you know who you are all the time. Amen. Pain is one of them. You know, if you just say, God, I know you've taken this pain from me and from this day forward, I'm not going to consider it. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to give it any play. Amen. I am pain free in Jesus name. And just walk on without it. But if you're one of those people that you got to investigate everything, find out what it means. It means the same thing it meant the last time it attacked you. That the devil's trying to get you to let go of your healing and pick up your pain. You got me? So just stay healed. But suppose, ooh, so you suppose you get in the word and get suppose out of you. Huh? That's really what's needed. Now people don't like talk like this. But God, you know, God loves me and that's what you agree, but get in your word and get that devil off of you and stop this nonsense. It's not going to be any easier to deal with tomorrow, the next day, next year, the day after. You might as well confront that thing right now. Amen. And after you confront it, consider not. Now I'm not, this, this pain doesn't mean anything. First thing people want to say, I got, I'm having a heart attack. It's cancer. I got, you ain't got nothing. You got stripes. We bought stripe pillowcases, sheets, everything for people to sleep on. They still say they got stuff besides stripes. Now, see, I done done what I'm supposed to do. You're going to have to do, you have to do the rest for yourself. Amen. Amen. So she's got an issue here. She thinks it's not for her, but she's asking anyway. That's us. We're not convinced all the time. You understand what I'm saying? Because if there's a delay or something, you know, anything that happens, it's so easy for our minds to flip over into what's wrong. Why is it taking so long? 
What did I do wrong? God, when is it coming? Oops. I forgot. I have it already. <laughs> well, at least you caught yourself. Amen. There's some still some people wondering when it's going to happen. Amen. It's happened already. If you believe you received it when you prayed, you've got it all the time. You had it when you first said it, and you still have it now. No matter how long that's been, you still have it. Amen. Amen. So, so anyway, she gets a little, little delay here. She's only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshiped them saying, just help me. You know, when he tells her it's not for her, she asks him again. Jesus likey this lady. Uh That's why he keeps working with her. Hello? He's doing some things to get at the root of what's holding her faith hostage. Amen? You can have faith in your heart, but not express it with your mouth. Because your soul is holding it hostage. There's a debate there. Is this for me or isn't this for me? Is this for me? So he begins to speak to her things that she's saying inside of herself. Because mm. he ain't getting this from nowhere. He ain't just trying to be mean to this lady. And he's not making this up just to jerk her around. He's a compassionate God. Sometimes compassion looks a little mean. I know y'all don't believe that, but remember Miss um, Miss Fenton, your third grade teacher. She's the meanest person you knew, but you learned third grade, huh? Because you were scared not to. <laughs> I mean, sometimes if that's the only way you can get to people. At least you get to them, huh? Amen. <laughs> so, so he, he starts to get her stirred up. Amen. She's uncomfortable now. Oh, I get up to that altar. I don't want nobody asking me nothing I don't want to say. Huh? Absolutely. She wants to fake it. So she said, And then when she said, Lord, help me, he answered her again along the same line. But he goes deeper this time. Amen. He said, it's not right for me to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. Amen. As though there's a limit on the children's bread, right? But he knows that this is a common saying among Gentiles, that they're considered to be dogs by the Israelites. I mean, they, the religious people treat you real bad. The crazier they are, the worse they treat you. Amen? And and so she's getting treated a little rough here by him, and he's supposed to be the source of everything good. So she's going to the, the top of the line as far as the Jewish race is concerned, and she's getting treated bad. Why is that? 
because she expects it. You see how your faith and your expectation can go down the wrong road and you start pulling things out that not supposed to be for you? Amen? Amen. And so she she wants this badly and she's going after it badly. But her faith is not free to grab onto it the way it needs to be. And this is something we have to accept about the process of receiving from God. Sometimes your faith is not free to receive the way you need to receive. Amen? And that's sometimes what's taking the time. So what do we do? Go back into the Word. Make sure that you're, you're understanding. Begin to talk to God. Begin to converse with Him. To begin to worship Him more. Free your faith up. Have that conversation with God that you need to have with Him. Where you find out what it is you need to do to free your faith up. If He doesn't give you any instructions or tell you anything different, then just keep doing what you're doing. Only add more faith to it. Add more expectation. Because your, your flesh can be expecting something too. And you don't want that expectation to come to pass. You just, you just want to expect what God has for you. So if you got doubt in you, that doubt's going to show up in the way of a false expectation. Amen? You, you'll just, when, when symptoms recur, you just quit. You feel like you've done the best you can do and you just give up on it. But that's not true. You can always do more. Get in the word more. Speak the word more. Talk to yourself more. Talk to symptoms more. Talk to whatever you need to talk to more. But do something. Don't quit. Don't just leave it there and say, it's okay. You're fine. I'm good. No, you're not. You need to get this. Her daughter wasn't good. Amen. So he says it's not good to take the children's bread and give it to dogs. And this is where she really gets bold. Amen. She speaks out of a different place than she's been speaking. Amen. She's she's come for her daughter, but she's been speaking out of her flesh. Amen. Lord, I worship you. She doesn't know anything about worship. She's just saying words she's heard before. Lord, my daughter is sick and upset. She's just pleading her case. She keeps trying and keeps trying. But if she stays on that same road, she's not going to get anything. So Jesus has to derail her and put her on the right road. And how do you put most people on the right road? Make them mad. Huh? You ever talk to somebody and they just flip on you and tell you all this stuff and I don't like the way you do this and hey, you did this and you say, where did that come from? Huh? It's been there all along. They've been covering it up. Amen. But she lets every, she lets it all fly. And she said, yeah, Lord, that's right. You did come to your people. She said, but I know there's something left for my daughter. I know there's something left for me. Amen. Even though we're not the the best class people in y'all eyes, <laughs> I can still get my daughter healed. Why? 
Because God's bigger than all of this religion and all this nonsense stuff y'all do around here. God's bigger than this. And he's a God of love. And I know he loves me and I know he loves my child. Amen. And so Jesus tells her, he said, great is your faith. Huh? Why? Why does he say that? Because this lady been through some hoops. And see, we think that because we're saved, we don't have hoops to go through. Huh? But sometimes God has to get us down to the bare bones in order to get our faith loosed so that we can use our faith. Amen? You know, you got creditors here and creditors there and creditors everywhere. And you still got to believe God has something good for you. Amen? You done not paid people and put off and put your money over here, whatever, but you still got to believe God's going to do something for you. He's going to come through for you. Amen. And so he says, he said, you know what? He said, your faith was there, but it wasn't there in the measure that it would take for you to get it free to express it the way it's expressed now. Amen. So her faith allows her to include herself in a group where she was before excluded. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. She got included in a group where she was excluded. You can't go out. You can't touch nobody. You got to call yourself unclean and watch people scatter. But you need to touch somebody in order to get what you need. And so your faith will put you in the in crowd. Amen. And I won't sing it. You don't have to cue anybody. You don't even know who to cue, do you, Alicia? Trying to act so young. I'm just 12. Huh? (laughs) Right. So that's where you want to be. You want to be on the inside. You don't want to be on the outs. See, doubt and unbelief and time passing can try to put you on the outs of things. You can't get it. It's taken too long. There's something wrong. Well, if there's something wrong with me, Jesus can fix it. Amen. He's the great fixer. I'm not relegated to something's wrong with me forever. Because he's the author and finisher of my faith. So there's a part that we do and a part that God does. And and he told her, he said, great is your faith. Be it unto you as you want. Amen. In other words, sister, you call the shots. Your faith lets you call the shots. Amen. Your faith will tell you exactly how it's going to go, when it's going to go down, when you're going to have what you need. It will speak all of those things to you. Your faith inside of you will begin to pick that up from the Holy Spirit and will begin to tell you exactly the things that you need to know. And so when she made that remark to him, what she says was, I don't care who I am or what I am. I can still get what I need. See, that that whosoever aspect of God's promises, that has to kick in somehow. It can't be it's just for certain people and I'm not included in that. So you got to make yourself a whosoever before you can be commended. Amen. And she made herself a whosoever. She said, I don't care what, you know, that doesn't matter to me. She said, I'm a dog. Yeah, but I can have something 
The whosoevers now are coming to the table of God. Amen. And so she was allowed then to receive what she needed from him. He commended her on her faith. He said, great is your faith. Why is it great? Because it worked through all the obstacles that were inside of her. You want great faith? You got to work through some stuff that's telling you that your mind is telling you can't have it. Or it's not yours, or or you can't have it yet, or you can't have that much. You know, all this stuff that the enemy throws at us to keep us from getting the full measure of the blessing that God has for us. See, if he if if he messes up and allows you to stumble into a portion of it, he'll try to tell you that's all you deserve. There's not more coming for you. Even though you, you still have symptoms, you're still not as well as you know you need to be, he wants you to, to be satisfied with less than what God's word says you're supposed to have. So anything he can steal off of it, he's willing to steal. But you make yourself a whosoever. You know, God, I don't have to be important. I don't have, my faith don't have to work perfectly every time because I know that you're going to help me correct whatever it is that's not right in me. Because you love me that much. So this isn't a test where I pass or fail. Amen. I'm always in the testing room. Amen. I'm always in there. Amen. I'm always working on something. Make sure you're always working on something. It Begin to take a different tone in yourself when you talk about using your faith. Amen. Don't be the, the you know, like somebody being dragged off to the, the executioner, you know. Oh Lord, I gotta believe God another. Oh Lord, I gotta believe. Oh, I don't have it yet. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Get over yourself. Amen. Get up and dust yourself off. Dust your faith off that you've been hiding from God. Huh? <laughs> We do. We don't want to use it sometimes. Oh, if I get in this faith thing, I don't know how long that's going to take. I mean, you know, last time I did something like this, uh, man, uh, I had to call the saints every day almost, get me up off my couch. Woo, that was a hard thing. Woo, that was hard. Huh? That's why he commands us to rejoice. Because if he didn't command most of us, we wouldn't do it. Huh? Get up and get some joy about you. Okay. No, that ain't good enough. I said exceeding glad. Huh? <laughs> I want to, want to turn, take your fingers and turn the corner of your mouth up like you smiling. Huh? No, exceeding glad. So that's where he wants us to be. Amen. Amen. So this woman is an example of a woman who gave everything for the sake of her child. Because sometimes children can suffer because the parents lack of faith. Amen. And their lack of wanting to get involved and, and engage God and all that kind of stuff. So, so we need to be able to continue in, go as far as you need to go and beyond. So that you can get what you need from God. Because he has things for us that only faith is going to be able to retrieve. 
And we've got to be all in on this. Amen. Amen. So we need to bring things out in the open with God. Sometimes he is provoking us so that we can bring things out in the open so that he can deal with them and move them out of your way. See, if you, if you confess to, to some unbelief or some doubt or, you know, maybe I'm, I'm not, you know, that's okay. He's not doing it to take you to court about it. You're already in court. You've already been exonerated. You've already been set free. So, I mean, once you're set free, there's, what are you afraid of? Amen? He's not looking to indict us on further charges. Okay. I'm shackled. The love of God constrains me. See, we take sometimes questioning the wrong way. You know, sometimes you're being questioned and probed so that stuff can be moved out of the way of your faith. It's not to indict you. It's not to get you to feel bad and like there's nothing you can do. You know, if it's sin, confess it. I mean, it, <laughs> that's that's your friend. Confession is your friend. Coming clean is your friend. Amen? Somebody who can help you uncover something, that's a friendly thing. Amen? I know we don't like it. <laughs> well, that's between me and God. No, it's not because <laughs> I can see it. People can see stuff in your conversation can see stuff in your behavior and you know it's it's like the disciples when they saw their faith they can also see your lack of huh i'd like to have somebody to spot for me sometimes you understand what i'm saying make it make the road a little easier sometimes huh you know, if you didn't say this so much, you, you know, just keep it all in the line of where you're going. Don't take so many detours with your, with your words. Amen. It's just true. Well, you know everybody. No, I'm not talking to everybody. I'm talking to you. You want to get it straightened up? We can get it straightened up. You want to play games? Do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? We need too much from God. Time is too precious. Amen. Especially for me. (laughs) I'm losing more of it every day and I don't have a lot to lose. You understand what I'm saying? You get down to the last, oh, I don't know how many years of your life, decades, whatever. You start to look at the importance of how you spend your time even more so than you did in the past. You don't have time for a lot of. You know, hey, if my arm is offending me, well, okay, I need the arm. I'll repent, you know, but you got me? Let's get rid of all this stuff. Get down to where we love God. And that's all we know. Amen. So this lady was commended for her great faith. Didn't look like it at the beginning. She was getting called stuff and getting rebuked for by the ushers, you know, and being thrown out of the church and all that kind of stuff but yes she stayed see it's important your response to the correction does it make you stay 
or does it make you tuck tail and run? If you ran, you didn't want it bad enough. The one thing God knows about you is you will be back. Huh? That's just true. Keep putting things off because you don't want them bad enough. But you'll be back looking for it. Amen? Or do without. Some people just do without, but you don't have to. This has a way of getting you in that place where your faith can be powerful like hers. She had great faith at the end of the test. It wasn't great at the beginning. That's what we need to understand. If it were great at the beginning, she wouldn't have had to go through all this. But this is typical of what happens with us as our faith is developed. It has to be strengthened so that it can pull in to the natural realm what it is that we desire. Amen? Um, the, um, I was thinking about that. There were some movies, I think that Matrix, where you could pull somebody out of one realm into another realm. Well, that's the way our faith is. Amen? You're, you're pulling from the realm of glory over into this hostile natural realm. And what you pull in has to be sustained by your faith once it gets here. You just can't get it here and say, okay, I got that. You've got to take care of it. Amen? Especially with your health. Your health has to be taken care of. You've got to know how to take care of your health every day. And I ain't talking about drinking green stuff. Y'all, If that was going to help you, you'd be greatly helped, most of us, because most of us have tried some of that. Apple cider vinegar. That stuff is like, that little stuff they promote is like $10 a bottle now. And you walk past that stuff on the grocery shelf for a quarter. You got me? Oh, but there is this. It's got something special that kills your fat. No, it don't. I defy apple cider vinegar to kill 15 Twinkies if I decide to eat them. It just ain't going to happen. So I got that beat already. Amen? All right, let's stop. Father, we thank you for your word and thank you for understanding, Lord. Thank you for the power in your word. There is no word of God that is void of power. It's all got power. And we thank you, Lord that you have empowered us greatly. We thank you, Lord, for giving us to understand what it is that you want us to understand for the journey that we have before us, whether it's our personal journey, ministry journey. We all are ministers as believers, Lord, and we need this. This is not something deep for other people, but this is something that we all need every day. We've all got family that need healing. We've all got family that need salvation. We've all got friends that we care about that we want to see saved and healed and doing well. So we thank you for the deposit of understanding that you've given us so that we can go forth and use it. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Amen. Anybody needs prayer, I'm going to pray for people now. Praise God.